Hi, my name is Chandeep Chhabra, and my favorite Power Query feature is the Advanced Editor or the Formula Bar. And welcome to Power Query Magic. Okay, welcome, Chandeep. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks, Wayne, for having me. Such a pleasure. We have been interacting off and on quite a bit on LinkedIn uh, here and there, uh, but never really met anybody face to face. So no, pleasure to be abs- here. Absolutely. Look, I'm a, I'm a fan of your YouTube channel. Oh. So, uh, okay, so give us, what's the story behind the name Goodly for a YouTube channel? Oh, okay. Uh, so I have been asked this question a lot, and therefore I put this on the about section of my blog. Right. I should have read so, that. I'm, my bad. So, so <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. So it's it's a lot of clicks for people to kind of lead to the blog about page and to find the answer there. So I'm just going to speak it out now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the thing is that um, back in 2013, when I decided that I would want to start something of my own, um, so uh, I got work, luckily. Um, uh, and then I, the client said, okay, why don't you actually submit the invoice and we'll just have you paid. And I then said, oh, okay, uh, invoice. So I got to think of a name now to put it on the invoice so that I can bill the client. Right. At that time, at that time, um, my, my mother was uh, running a company in the name of Goodly, which my father, which my father originally had created. Okay. Um, so I then called up my mother and I said, hey, mom, you know what, I'm starting this uh, thing. Uh, I don't know how long is it going to go, but I need to provide a invoice to the client and I would want to use the name Goodly right. because I don't really want to break my head thinking about a million dollar name and I don't really want to yeah, yeah. name something like Advanced Tech Solutions Private Limited. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's so much not me. So I just went, went with the name Goodly. Uh, so both the name Goodly and the logo Goodly, the logo that you see, okay. is created by my father. So thanks oh, to him, yeah. I just stealed I stole it from him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's where the name Goodly comes from. It's catchy. It's short. You know, it was ahead of its time, probably. You know, people who took, I think people who named their websites and companies literally sometimes regret that. Whereas this sort of just generic name is good. You know, it's a good name. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, this was back in the day when, when I was probably not even born. So that's when he named it. So, yeah, right. all credit goes to my father. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and so for folks, just for some background then, so what do you cover on your YouTube channel? Sure. So um, I'd rather start with uh, what I used to cover and then what I cover these days. Uh, so back in the day, uh, I started out with a lot of PowerPoint, Excel for financial modeling, that sort of stuff and Excel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I got into a bit of dashboarding, uh, like Excel-related dashboards, using some formulas and some VBA and macros and that sort of stuff. And then back in 2016, uh, I started to dabble in the world of uh, Power Pivot and Power Query and things like that. And that's when, you know, I, I've just been YouTubing and blogging about these things around Power Query and Power BI and and things like that so yeah. that's all that I cover on the channel yes yeah, so, so start starting off with PowerPoint so I, I went on the channel and did the uh, the reverse search for earliest video um, do you do you know what that video was what was your first one 
eight eight years ago. So uh, you know, <laughs> any ideas? Any guesses? Must have been some on some Excel thing. I don't know. Maybe some shortcuts. That was pe- that's what people start with. Shortcuts in PowerPoint. Oh, is it? Yeah, copying shortcuts. How to do copy shortcuts in PowerPoint. That's where it all started. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. Good. And it's good. I mean, I, I uh, so the thing with YouTube is that I only became serious with YouTube uh, or decided to put considerable amount of effort in YouTube creating videos only when the pandemic hit. Before that, mm-hmm. my work and the way that I you know earned money was very different. It was all physical trainings, traveling to organizations and doing consulting or training work. And I, I was I was still okay doing blogging because I could blog in a hotel and I could just blog in a flight or something like that. So blogging was still okay, but then never never really the YouTube stuff. And then I don't know how did I accumulate? Uh, I, I think I I think I had about three thousand subscribers back in two thousand and twenty, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then yeah, so and then I thought maybe I'll just uh, you know there are subscribers, uh, whatever little they may be. So I just start maybe posting videos about Power Query and DAX, and because I had nothing else to do, everything everybody just took off their business away. So yeah, I was literally yeah. sitting with all the time in my hand and nothing else to do. So I thought I'll just yeah. maybe create videos. So that's how it started. Yeah, because I, I find myself looking back through some of your videos and and topics and things, and you always seem to have done the ones I've just done, but about two years earlier than me. <laughs> Oh, is so it? Look, yeah, so I look back and you oh, Chandeep did that two years ago. I thought I, I was being, you know, creative and modern. And, so, yeah. Um, yeah. One of my ones that's sort of popular is the uh, uh, getting getting files from a folder on, you know, consolidating files. And then I, I look on your channel and you've got like a quarter of a million views of your combining yeah, data from multiple files, you know. Those sorts of things. That's it's insane. Popular one. That's a popular one. In fact, that that video was so popular that it actually brought me a few consulting gigs. That oh, this guy knows how to combine the data from a folder. Let's just contact him. Let's just give him some consulting work to do. So. Totally. Totally. <laughs> are, are you, are you so familiar that, with the the uh, the website Social Blade that does YouTube analytics? You come across that Social uh, no, Blade? No, actually, uh, I've no? heard of okay, YouTube so Buddy. It's it, yeah, so YouTube Buddy, I think, can, yeah, can, that can assist the event creators. Social Blade, you can go on and just search for any channel and see how many followers they got, um, oh. how many subscriptions, all this sort of stuff. So I put Goodly in there, okay? Uh, 2.5 million views so far. That's good, man. Okay. That's good, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, 23 odd thousand subscribers, almost 24,000 now. Um, and that, yeah, combining data from multiple files, quarter of a million views on that. It's pretty good. Yeah, you're influencing people in terms of you're helping people. And I, that's what I like about this stuff. You get nice comments. You must get some good feedback and stuff. I do. I do. I do get some nice. So uh, one of the nicest and the most inspiring comment that I recently got was from a guy who was in the hospital. And he was just uh, somehow, I, I don't know, maybe he got attracted to one of the videos that solved one of his problem. He was in the bed, I believe, and he was binge watching videos after videos uh, that oh, I had published yeah. on the channel. And then he just texted uh, on the on the on the comment, and he said, that, "Hey, you know, I'm binge watching videos. I'm getting to learn a lot. As soon as I get out of the bed from the hospital, I'm just going to use all of these things in practical work." So I think, 
this is amazing guy this guy is in the hospital on the bed and he's trying to learn new things that's amazing we everybody can learn from this guy yeah, absolutely there's always an opportunity yeah brilliant and um, what what do you sort of find are your challenges then in terms of content writing and the creative side of things coming up with new videos is it from real life experience or are you just sort of struggling sometimes or i think the most difficult thing is to think of a topic that is going to appeal to a lot of people yeah uh even though even though uh you could do a lot of consulting work and training work but you could solve very difficult corner problems for a client that could be very very specific to that client how do yes. how do you generally pack that problem and make it appeal to a lot of people uh so that's that's one thing that um i have struggled with in the past and i still do uh because yeah. i i happen to do quite a lot of consulting work uh which is where i come across very unique problems uh very dirty problems if i may call it yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then i says uh, how do i how do i actually uh create a story around this how do i actually uh make it appealing or generalize this to present it to the audience so that it can help as many people as possible so that's one thing uh that i have struggled with in the past and yeah. of late uh um the one thing that i've realized of late is that storytelling and entertainment are two very big parts for any creator be it technical content or non-technical content so yeah and this also applies to face to face trainings that one instructor would do in a live classroom training session if your content is brilliant but you're absolutely drab in the training session people aren't going to listen to you so you yes. have to have some entertainment factor in the training session and so this is one thing that i am trying to work on and on my youtube videos and uh, i mean it's there for my training sessions i'd say but for the youtube videos i'm tr- still trying to work on uh, as to try to bring some entertainment some some humor uh, in the training in the yeah. youtube content You don't want, you don't want to overdo it and make it too cheesy and and come across That's as right. false. But you also <laughs> don't still right. want a monotone sort of just, you know, just you know, I I was inspired to get into YouTube by Oz the Soleil, you know, just seeing his stuff and just thought, you know, this is actually fun and I enjoy watching it and I'm learning along the way. Um and then I I started my first few videos you search back in them I've got music on there and all this sort of stuff because I was trying to sort of copy him to some extent <laughs> I just couldn't pull it off right so I had to find my own niche but yeah it that sort of stuff is 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 key I think to engaging you I've met Oz uh, once on on oh, a yeah. on a I think I believe it was a Saudi Arabia or London Excel uh, meetup oh, okay group. uh so I've met him once like just <laughs> a little hi hello um yeah, on the yeah. on the meetup and he puts in a lot of effort in terms of editing the videos i mean he often provides screenshots of how is he editing in camtasia and stuff like that i believe he's also been called by camtasia to teach other yeah, people how yeah. to edit videos yeah. so that's incredible that's yeah. incredible yeah yeah he, he you know he i think i think he enjoys the editing experience i yeah. assume he does anyway that's right um but for me it's i'm i'm getting better at it now i can do stuff quicker than i first did but it's always takes way longer than you think it's just oh, no no oh, they'll just do this 5 minute video and it's like 2 or 3 hours later and you're still going right. and it's just oh <laughs> and i i 
I mean, I don't know if it happens with you or not, but it happens a lot with me. Um, so I have like five things that I would like to speak about. And then in the fifth thing, I have a sub item that I want to touch on. So there are a lot of things that you would want to remember. Uh, it's not really a free speech, you know, you know. Um, yeah. so, so and then while looking at the camera and then you're trying to speak into the camera, thinking that that camera is a person and then you just absolutely go blank on the fifth item. And, yeah. and then you're like, what was that? What, yeah. what was I supposed to say? Yeah, <laughs> so it yeah, happens yeah. a lot with me. No, it's, 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 it's a challenge, you know, and it's sort of, I, I, I sometimes quite like leaving in some of the stuff I stuff up because I don't want to come across as, you know, I think it quite helps people sometimes you go, oh, I've just messed that up. So, you know, everyone messes up. So sometimes I leave it in, but if it's, but other times I just make the slightest little mistake, like a little speech, you know, mis misstep. And I have to go in and edit it out. And it's just like, why didn't I just leave that in? Who cares? But I care. That's, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I try not to be too, too sort of perfectionist. So what, what sort of setup have you got? Are you using, what are you using for your video editing and stuff? Not to get too technically, because this is a power query discussion, not a, sure. not a video discussion, but sure. I'm interested. So. Sure, certainly. Um, so before, for a very, very long time, I used to uh, work with this camera. This is a Logitech HD camera. I don't know what. Okay, yeah, uh, I think that's the one I've got on now, actually, for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the one that I worked in for a longest period of time, recorded all my yeah. videos, all my courses on that. And this is what I worked with for a longest period of time. But very, very recently, I've upgraded to a camera, which is as of oh, now running. It's one. a Sony. Yeah, proper one. It's a Sony right. camera. Not too expensive, but yeah, uh, that actually does the job well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I've got two lights here with a stand at the back. Yeah. Uh, and for editing, I used Camtasia. Uh, initially when I was doing the editing my, myself, but then now uh, between all the other work that I have, uh, the training and the consulting and the YouTube, so I've actually outsourced the editing and I've hired a full-time oh, video editor. Okay. So, so if you yeah, take a look yeah. at any of the most recent videos, you're also going to see the name of my team member. His name is Mehdi Azad. Um, he's from Bangladesh. Right. And he's been working with me for the past uh, one, one and a half year now. Yeah, very, very instrumental in the quality of the videos. I make right. a lot of mistakes on YouTube videos. <laughs> and he's just been a savior to just edit out yeah, every yeah. single, uh, you know, thing, bad thing that yeah, I say. Yeah. So Excellent. even I just get angry and, you know, I just like uh, curse out. Uh, on, <laughs> on, on the camera. <laughs> so, cut that, cut that. <laughs> right. So, nice, uh, yeah. Nice. So, he's he's pretty good. So, yeah. Oh, good. And so, where are you, where are you based now? Okay. Uh, I am right now in Dubai. Okay. And, Dubai, right, yeah. and until last year, not last year, last to last year, December, I was in India in, in uh, a place called Gurgaon, which is near to the capital mm -hmm. region of Delhi. Right. So uh, it so happened that uh, <laughs> during the pandemic, I, I, I had a lot of free time at hand and I thought, uh, let's just do something fun and interesting with my life. And I, so I uprooted my entire life from Delhi. I had, I had the business set up. I had a house um, and I had like, I had a pretty automated life. Like you would like stay in a house and you have, you know where to get things, you know, have, you have yeah. friends and you have people around. You have a pretty automated life. Uh, so I had all of that and I just uprooted that and I thought, let me just move a country. So I actually uh, came to Dubai 
I, so I had plans to uh, go to Singapore or to, the, to Dubai, and then I chose Dubai because my my brother is here, so oh, okay, he could have yeah, helped yeah. me. Yeah, so he could have helped me with a bit of uh, setting up things and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, right. business had already moved online, so everybody was saying, "Hey, why don't you actually do an online training? Online consulting is fine. There's no need to meet and things like that." So yeah, uh, yeah things yeah. are still okay. Excellent. And in terms of your sort of career progression type stuff and, and where you like you've, you've gone from PowerPoint demos and instructional videos and stuff like this into full on Excel, Power Query, Power BI, DAX, you know, the full gamut. So how do, where did you get into the Excel side? And then when did you get into the Power BI side of stuff? What's that sort of story? Uh, back in the day when I finished my master's, I got a job in investment bank uh, in uh, Mumbai. Oh, okay. uh, and, then, and then it so happened that, that uh, while you're working in any financial services institution, you've got to work with a lot of spreadsheets, uh, financial yes. modeling work and projections and valuations and you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually, although you may do a lot of work in Excel, but all of that work gets summarized into a PowerPoint presentation. And because that presentation is going off to a CEO or an executive, senior up in the ladder, it has to be beautifully formatted. There comes yes. PowerPoint. Right. So I did that for about four years. And then consistently, I got comment after comment or question after question. How did you do that? Or how did you make your presentation look like this? Or how did you make your Excel model look like this? And things like that. Things. Right. So then... Um, uh, I, I thought maybe I can just start, you know, just maybe spreading around the word uh, and doing some freelance Excel modeling, consulting, training work on Excel, PowerPoint and that sort of stuff. Still very financially dominated, like Excel in the world of finance, not really yeah. MIS and dashboarding and reporting and that sort of stuff. But that, that's how I got started. And then as soon as I moved out of the very closely knit financial angle and moved out into the reporting, like sales reporting, cost reporting, and that sort of stuff. Ah, okay. Then I realized that people are creating these dashboards in Excel, which I had never heard about and things like that. And, uh, and then soon after that, there was a limitation with the volume of the data that Excel can handle. So I maybe discovered uh, these other tools, Power Query, Power Pivot, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a very interesting story about uh, how did I uh, uh, get started, you know, um, seriously or sincerely with Power Query and Power Pivot. So in, back in 2016, about uh, two years after I started on my own, there was this uh, Excel World Championship. Uh, I, I don't remember the title correctly. Oh, yeah. There was that, was this that wasn't the Olympics one, was it? Was that the one with the yeah. Olympic challenge and you had to build stuff in Power Query yeah, yeah, and Power yeah, Pivot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that. I think that. Yeah. I think that. That's, that's right. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I was involved in that. Oh, were you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the, I believe there were four rounds in that to get to the finals. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. in the third round and the fourth round, there were Power Query and Power Pivot questions. And yes. in 2016, uh, I had no clue about what Power Query or Power Pivot is. I mean, I had heard about it. I had dabbled with Power Pivot a bit, but I had no clue what Power Query was. Right, yeah. um, and I went up till the third round and I just got knocked off in the third round because I, I literally opened the Power Query window for the first time in that right. competition while doing okay. the challenges. Right. 
right? So in, in the mm -hmm. moment of whatever 45, 50 minutes, one hour challenge that was, you know, I could just do a few clicks here and there and just try to understand what this is and things like that. But I was, you know, completely shattered by the other prodigies who knew about what this, what this tool does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so then I actually made my first attempt to start to learn these things. And I bought, uh, I believe I started with Power Query and I bought uh, the book from um, uh, Ken Pulse. Oh yeah, no. and it's for data monkey. M for data monkey. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that that's how I started, um, and then um, I believe later that year or in 2017 there was a Power BI challenge, which is where people had to submit models ah, of. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it was something to do with travel and tourism or something like that. Yeah. Some that kind rings of data. A bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I did not participate in that because I was not really confident that am I going to do well or not. So I was just like a spectator taking a look at what people are doing and just downloading their PBIX files and opening them. And I looked at the data model. There were so many tables. There were so many relationships. <laughs> and as, man, this is, uh, this is completely out of me. I would never be able to do anything like that. So yeah. let's just stick to index match. Let's just stick to VLOOKUP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just stick to creating boxes in PowerPoint. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. And then, and then, um, uh, actually, it was more of an opportunity off the window that I saw before the clients that I was working on. They were struggling so badly with the volumes of the data and the crazy lookups that they were applying. And all of this was just clicks away from solving all of these nasty problems in Power Pivot and Power Query. Yeah. So then I got serious about it and I started learning, investing more time and you know, uh, investing more nights and early mornings to uh, get crazy with DAX and yeah. crazy with. So it, it, so sounds, it sounds like you're pretty, you know, you're you're pretty motivated to to improve yourself, to learn the new stuff? Are you sort of driven to find out, you know, then the, there must be a better way of doing stuff and you, you want to find it out? When you don't have an employer to pay the salary. Right. Uh, and, <laughs> so yeah. you, you've got to find ways to that meets your end. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, obviously. I, I could see, I could foresee, I knew the fact that things are going to get outdated. Not really outdated, but but... It's a standard now. So if you work yes. with large volumes of data and you don't know about Power Query and Power Pivot or at least the modern Excel, uh, even even though you do not know about Power BI, but you don't know about Power Query and Power Pivot and what these tools can actually do for you, you're going to be redundant very, very soon, if not already. Yeah. So it's better to start early uh, and get the uh, wave on your side rather than actually starting late when everybody has actually caught up. So. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh... Oh, it's, it's funny you mentioned that World Cup thing because that's partly how I became an MVP was by was entering that competition at the same time they launched the uh, Excel um, tech community. And um, so I started posting, you know, articles on the Excel tech community. So I was one of the first people on there at the same time as doing this sort of World Cup challenge thing, uh, which used Power Query and Power Pivot, which I've been using for maybe a year or so with clients. Um, and I did all right in that. And uh, yeah, so I, I got on the Microsoft Teams radar, as it were. So that's, yeah, sort of really sort of led to me becoming an MVP eventually. So uh, yeah, oh, cool. Um, I also did a bit of Googling on you and then it popped up that in 2016, you'd entered Chandu's dashboarding competition, which you <laughs> yeah. won. 
<laughs> Which yeah. again, yeah. so you're fully into that dashboarding, you know, entering the competitions, getting involved, testing out your skills. Yeah, so uh, that's quite a bit of research. <laughs> I'm very, 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 very impressed. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, so Chandu used to often come up with, uh, and he's a phenomenal guy. Uh, yeah, I look yeah. up to him for uh, not only just his, his knowledge, but also his, his uh, uh, the entire way of life and other things around that and how he's led his business and how he's led his life and things like that. So I yeah, look yeah. up to him for that. So uh, he often used to do these competitions and I had missed one in the last year. So I thought, let me just, let me just do it. It's just a simple chart that he's asking to make. How long is it going to take? So I just sat down and I just uh, put my creative skills to use and I, and that's it. So yeah, uh, I was lucky I won it, but it, I did not win it mm -hmm. alone. There was another guy, if I can just recall his name, Sam Wong, uh, MF Wong. Oh yeah, if MF I'm not Wong, mistaken. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, so he, he was the co-winner, so it was just not me, so it was him. We shared the first prize in the competition, so. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember what did I buy of the $100 that I got from Chandu, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but then, thankfully, he also let me write a blog post on his uh, blog uh, as to how did I create all of that uh, uh, thing in Excel. Yeah. But there was, a, there was a, there was a, there was a uh, rule in the competition that you are not supposed to use VBA at all. Uh, so right. uh, everything that you do would, has to be with uh, native Excel uh, without any VBA program. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you ever get involved with VBA in the past? I did to an I did to an extent uh, back in 2015 and 16. I started writing VBA, uh, but then soon after I you know got hold of Power Query and I said, why am I wasting my time on VBA? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, still, I, uh, I, I don't know about you. I, I still get asked, or you know, sort of people on maybe on some of the forums and other things, you know. What, what language should I use or where do I learn VBA or sometimes clients come to us and go, can you, we want to run a VBA course? And my reply is, well, do you know about Power Query yet? And yeah. if they say no, then I say, well, learn that first. And then if you still need VBA, then great, you know. But, sure. Yeah. Same thing, my, same thing. A lot yeah. of clients actually ask us because whenever the word automation um you know, uh, or macros, uh, they actually ring the bell of VBA uh, to everybody, uh, even here in India. Um, so people ask me, hey, do you do you do any VBA courses because we want to automate a bunch of stuff? Yeah. Because it's, it's been around for what, 20 odd years now, VBA. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, and there is so much content around VBA uh, that Power Query still has a long, long way to go to kind of build up that reputation that, okay, I am actually now there and you can use me instead of VBA. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I tell the same that why don't you actually give it a shot to uh, Power Query and you'll be amazed what your people can do in a month's time as compared to VBA. Yeah, I, I think it took me probably, like I'd, I'd recorded horrible macros, you know, and built horrible things for years at, at various companies I worked for. And I don't even want to think about what mess I left behind me. <laughs> but uh, then I then I moved to um, Perth in Australia and I joined this company that's a dedicated Excel consulting firm and you know with some you know really experienced established VBA developers and I just went oh my god I didn't know what I was doing you know and then you sort of build code that's really robust but it took me about four years to get good at VBA so I could free write it and then I reckon Power Query to do the same level of functionality probably about three months to learn that that's right that's right Oh, it's, it's just, crazy. Yeah. 
It is crazy. Um, User so interfaces al always almost are going to win over writing a freestyle programming languages. So yeah, yeah, that's that's the very very big advantage, and you can do nearly as as sophisticated uh, stuff that you would probably do in a VBA, maybe a hundred line code, as you would do in a couple of clicks in Power Query. Yeah, you know, Power, Power Query isn't going to be able to, you know, generate an output, you know, to a separate file or copy a file, or it's not going to be able to lock a page down or you know hide sheets or any of those things so structurally power query can't do anything but in terms of data oh just so much better so in terms of like use cases for clients let's talk like time saving scenarios or impactful use cases you got any stories you got any examples without sort of giving giving any names sure. away sure so i this is this one. This is the one that particularly stand stands out, both in terms of time savings and the effort from the participant as well. Right. So there was I was involved. Uh, I'm still involved in a training and a consulting, you know, kind of service for a large uh, bank in India, right. and uh, there I conducted a power query training session, and there was this one gentleman. He took help of his friend, learned everything that I did in the session. And then he came and attended my session. Okay. So he was he already knew what Power Query is, how to consolidate data and things like that. He he had done quite a bit of work. So right. when he came to the training session, he just came up with the problems that he faced of the things that he had already learned from the one of the earlier participants in the training oh, session. Okay. Yeah, right? So yeah. he already had put in work to learn from a participant who had already been in the training session. And then he started asking question after question and he left all the other participants um, behind by leaps and bounds. And I believe that he, he nearly automated, I believe, a week's work, a week's work, full, full day work for yeah. about a week in just maybe a click or so. So whatever, what five minutes it takes to refresh a query. So that's the maximum effort that I have seen, both in terms of the impact of Power Query and the impact of the participant to build it uh, into his works. You know the initiative yeah. of the participant to learn all of these things so that was incredible yeah do you do you find that like running training there's there's well one one something people love and just find awesome and two people struggle with is there is there anything you can i know i'm putting you on the spot with those questions but um so any particular feature you like demoing that people just go that's cool oh sure Okay, sure. So the one trick that I play, especially in, in let's say a Power BI slash Power Query training that I do is that I'm always going to talk about the most pressed need and the easiest to solve in Power Query. And then that should lead away from almost all the participants asking the second question almost immediately. Okay, how do you do that? For example, I'm going to start with Hey guys, have you ever tried to combine the data from multiple Excel files that are just maybe people emailing it to you every single week, month, day, whatever frequency? And then I'm just going to maybe, you know, ask people to raise their hands. Okay, tell me how many files do you have to open, copy the data manually and put it out into a single Excel file? Do you do that manually? Okay, let's just take a round of voting. Uh, what's the maximum number of files that anybody deals with in the classroom session? So are there like, do you deal with eight files? Okay, anybody who can beat eight files, then people are going to be, oh, I, I do 12 files. And there was this girl who was, who was solely hired for dealing with 203 files a day. Oh my God. And she used to start work at 9 a.m. in the morning, open 
first file and then the second file and by the time it's 6 p.m. you should have done the copy pasting from the 203rd file and pasted the data so that the data can be seen together uh, okay yeah, yeah. fine now that now that people have actually set up the stage for me to kind of talk about that I'm just gonna take all of this pain and agony from you then I start talking about that feature in five minutes done but then there is a catch that the data structure is the same in all the files so next question that is going to come from all of the people are going to be, hey, what if my data structure is not the same? And then people yeah. have actually reeled into the training and they are now starting asking questions. So that's, yeah, that's, yeah. One, that's one way that I tend to kind of reel people in the training. Yeah, that is nice. And it, that, that is the same question as well. What happens if my data isn't the same? And yeah. It's, like, well, it's harder. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's trickier. But yeah. 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 And in terms of anything that sort of people struggle with, do you think there's anything, what sort of level is your course? Have you got sort of a range of courses that you're doing in terms of just intro and then a bit more advanced or? Uh, so I try not to do some very elementary level Excel programs now, uh, yeah. teaching people VLOOKUP and uh, filtering and, you know, yeah. I, I tend not to do that. Uh, that's one. Um, I don't really have a criteria as of yet that if you don't know Power Query, I'm not going to teach it to you. But I then require people to take some, watch some videos or take some free courses that I have created to at least acquaint yourself as to what the tool is. So that okay. once you come in the session, you are not really asking me a question as to what is this Power Query? Tell me first. Yeah, yeah. Or why should I sit in your training program? So I just tend to give some pre-training material to everybody who comes into the training session, especially when I do it for companies that read this first, watch the videos first, we'll meet in the training after a week or so. Yeah. So that's, that's where I can just uh, start to discuss more practical problems because if you've really done a two-day training program and all that you've discussed is the interface and then not really some real-time problem solving, then there is not much worth that people can actually take it back from the training program and start applying them to their real problems because their yes. real problems are denser than the basic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you you have that sort of beautifully curated, you know, problem that you know the clicks to solve in exactly the right order and you've done it 25 times and it all works. Well, you know, it, it works for the end users, but, you know, it works in the course, but yet, like you say, not so practical for them because they go back and their real data is. And, you know, this, this I guess, bringing on to a little bugbear of mine, and I think you're in the same world as me, that no one has all these beautiful views built in SQL databases that people can tap into and, you know, do incremental refresh and query folding and all this sort of Everyone's just dealing with junk, right? All my clients, Absolutely. doesn't matter how big they are. And these, some, some of the clients are, you know, blue chip companies. There's still junk files everywhere. Okay, there might be a nice SQL database with some data in, but person in department XYZ has still got 25 files or 200 files to consolidate every day. So what, what I've seen is that typically if the data is directly tied to building revenue and reporting for the company, the company is going to invest all the technology to make the data clean. SQL servers, capturing the data through SAP and things like that, especially with the sales data. Yes. The company is going to put in a lot of effort to do absolutely top-notch quality of data collection. That's part one. But anything that's a support function, HR, cost, um, operations, there are just Excel files floating around, people manually typing the data in Excel, and you name it. 
yeah. companies are hiring left right center data entry operators to kind of feed in the data outsourcing that work to some other companies but yeah there's still a lot of mess and you don't really have structured data collection mechanisms for anything that is outside the bound of direct revenue making for the company so yeah, yeah. and people just have to deal with that and there's a lot yeah. of work there there is a lot of work there yes and i think the the speed with which sometimes these you know ad hoc things need to get produced means that there isn't time to discuss with it you know can you just build me a curated data set and let's sort of you know put a you know a stamp of approval on it that then and then add some link permissions and workspace access to curated data sets and stuff like this it just doesn't you know that's nice and if it's possible but it often isn't I believe that this stack of uh, tools that Microsoft has created, initially it was the Office stack, like Word, Excel, PowerPoint, creating documents. Now it's the Power Platform stack, building apps and building uh, small architectural solutions to capture, analyze, and present data. I think they're absolutely phenomenal for the yeah. reason that they give you this decentralization of doing your own thing in your own silo, like the way that you would want it. With, and then if you would want to have controls and checks on it, the admin can step in and then they can, they can say that, okay, you are allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do this. But then decentralization of automation is absolutely phenomenal for a small department to work and function the way that, because centrally, if it's a large organization, it's very, very hard to understand the need of that department's, you know, the way that they work, the way that they support the business and things like that. And they could yeah. change every week. So that decentralization is absolutely phenomenal. Now it's just for these people to know about these tools, that these tools exist and you can just break away from spreadsheets and do a lot more sophisticated work uh, that can actually save you a lot of time and you can just invest that time, not writing a VLOOKUP, but understanding and taking decisions based on the data. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. Um, and so going back to your intro, where you mentioned your favorite feature, which is the advanced editor, which that's a, that's a gnarly one to throw in there. Okay, go ahead. So you're liking the advanced editor. So it so happened that uh, for the first two years of, uh, okay, I'll just maybe expand on that a bit. And then how did I uh, come to be that advanced editor happens to be my favorite feature or the formula bar happens to be my favorite feature. Yeah. So, I started to learn Power Query and I saw the potential that this is absolutely incredible. That means that I can do this and this and this without writing any piece of code and just by clicking four buttons. Initially, when somebody is trying to learn Power Query, all that you would want to understand is that by clicking a button, what happens and how can you solve a puzzle? Because it's very hard to imagine when you're a starter with Power Query that this data, which is currently horizontal, can also be shaped in a tabular format, which is unpivoted. People don't have yeah. that imagination. So that imagination is just a bit of missing puzzle that people need to figure it out. And then once you've figured out that this is how I can shape the data, all that you would want to know is that what button does what and what are the following steps that will actually lead me to that shape of the data. So that's that's a bit of you know tricky thing. Yeah. Once you're done with that, uh, so I was absolutely fascinated by that. And then I started dabbling my hands with DAX. Uh, and, in, and I was, again, very, very fascinated with the kind of calculations that I was able to do with DAX. Uh, and I, I, ran a, I ran a bit of a guinea pig experiment with my wife. Um, 
so she was she was st- still in a job and she also plays around a bit with excel for her the nature of the job that she does okay and uh, um so i used to say that hey you know what uh, what if we play a little game and i am going to s- try to solve a problem with dax and i'm going to ask to solve i'm going to ask you to solve the same problem with a pivot table or howsoever you know to solve it with excel okay right right so especially i knew pretty quickly that the problems that require summarization of the data and then the calculation on top of that which is where you would summarize the table first make a virtual table and then carry out the calculation then present the result she's going to get stuck over there yeah. so i then quickly realized that in dax you can pretty quickly change the granularities of the data set within the formula itself and then carry out these sophisticated calculations so that was very very exciting to me at this at the start and then i just did a lot of dax very very complicated dax for no good reason <laughs> and then <laughs> and then, and then uh and i um, i also <laughs> implemented a few very bad solutions at the clients places initially when i was trying to learn dax because i was also doing some consulting work around that but then it just yeah, yeah. dax is so hard to make it slow because it just flew even yeah. on the smaller data but as in when companies started to get success with smaller data sets they actually brought me difficult problems more bigger data sets more complicated issues and then my dax used to just uh drag like it yeah. it used to spin that thing um yeah. and I, then i then i thought you know i just got around into data modeling and that is when i started to discover the power of power query that you can actually by shaping the data a bit you can just reduce a lot of complexity of the dax and and that is when i started to go deep into you know formula bar and writing more functions and doing reading in case blog and other blogs and things like that as to if you had to shape the data in this way for the dax to become easier which is a straight sum of a column how do you do that and that's how i uh, kind of came in love with the formula bar uh and the advanced editor uh, long story short so yeah, uh, i still believe that um data model is the most important part of any building any power bi solution yeah and from the data model you can decide what shape of the data that you want which is leading back to the query work uh, power query work shaping of the data work and then the rest of the model can actually do the calculations in the power bi work so yeah yeah no i you know you you said about sort of building solutions for clients that were a bit sort of shaky you know i i i would have definitely i've definitely done ones in the past where now i would go back and go like you say re rebuild reshape it the the dax was just stupid it was just ridiculously yeah. crazy dax it worked but it was ridiculously crazy and i wouldn't want to go back now and try and work out what that dax was doing i probably wouldn't understand it a week later <laughs> you know and that's a good sign that your model is uh, yeah there's there's something weird going on that you could probably fix up yeah 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 and and you're play, if you're playing in the space with excel and power bi where do you see the sort of trade off to people you know what's your recommendation in terms of which to use in which scenario it's actually quite a hard question i think but um if you're doing reporting on the data and that's regular in nature i suggest that you start using at least the modern excel 
take help from Power Query, take help from Power Pivot, because that's refreshable and you can yes. connect multiple data sources. So that's one thing. If it just depends upon the frequency, if you're doing it every month, every week, every day, it's it makes a lot of sense. And these tools are absolutely free. I mean, they just throw away tools from Microsoft. They're just building it into the latest Excel. And, yeah. and you're getting so much power out of them. You can't believe that how much value are you getting out of these tools. So that's when I will at least suggest that you at least go ahead and you start having the taste of what the data model looks like and how you can actually get a one-click refresh. Yeah. And once companies taste that, uh, the ability to do a refresh and things like that. And then the next most obvious thing that comes is that not, not just emailing these Excel files to your colleagues for them to take a look at it. That's when the sharing kicks in and you know yeah. you can mo move to the modern way of sharing, which is we pull, push the report into Power BI. The model is exactly applicable in Power BI as well. And then you buy a few pro licenses and then you kind of do it that way. So yeah, yeah. that's where I will recommend that you definitely use uh, the modern tools, which are nearly free. And uh, if you have some ad hoc work, maybe one odd pivot table here and there, uh, some financial modeling work, that is still a lot of Excel dominated work, not really Power BI work, projections, yeah. building projections in the future, uh, that sort of stuff, um, solving solver and gold seek problems and things like that. I All believe, sort of yeah, yeah. yeah, still still Excel work. I believe. Yeah. And I, I, I sort of came, came to one realization a while back when I was sort of saying, well, you know, that, that you can publish an Excel report online and you can share a link and people can now sort of view that report and they can interact with it a little bit better in web. However, the big downside of that is that you're seeing everyone else's clicks. Correct. So if you're clicking on a chart or a slicer, then everyone else is seeing the same. And then you're all conflicting with each other as you're trying to all play about. Whereas you share a Power BI report and you're just seeing your own filters, your own clicks, your own. So that's one of the sort of spaces, I think, that you go, oh, OK, yeah, that, that is and actually the, a significant just to thing. Just to add to that, um, people just undermine the role of role level security uh, that how, uh, I mean, it's very, very mm. useful, even for a small company the information that you would want to give out to your subordinate or to a manager versus a managing director of the company or the CEO of the company, yeah. it just plays out a very, very critical role inside of the company. So that is another very, very big advantage that you get out of Power BI. Yeah, definitely. But it's, you know, both all, all these tools, the Power BI one and the the Excel stuff, the pace of change now is just mad. So what are you, what are you doing to keep up or, or, or fall behind slowly or whatever we're doing these days. I don't know. Um, okay, so I'm not really mad behind trying every new feature uh, yeah. that comes out these days. That's one, uh, just to kind of have my sanity. Uh, <laughs> the way that I approach it is in twofold. One is that because I'm involved with a bit of consulting work, so the problem leads me to the solution. So if there is a problem that I have to solve for a client and I don't know how to solve it, I'm going to start to learn that thing. Initially, it's going to take me a lot of hours to learn that thing and then try to build up a workable solution for the client. And the solution is obviously going to be crappy. But then that's a good start to kind of, uh, you know, get started with a new feature or a new thing that requires considerable learning. So problems lead me to the the additional knowledge that I want to require. That's one. Yeah. And 
there are a few, definitely quite a few unsolved problems in the past that I haven't been able to solve. And once a new feature is released and I see that that feature fits really well to solve this problem, I will also go behind that. So I kind of keep it casual, whatever I like, I read about it and things like that. The general interests that I have uh, is to read about data modeling, creative ways of you know, building models, uh, architecture of connecting the tables. Uh, Power Query is another thing. Because the thing with these things is that you never know that what function, what solution can you apply in what creative way to solve what problem. So you need to have some dose of things that are generally helpful to you just keep coming your way and you kind of consume that every now and then. So that's the way I approach it. How about you? Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of Twitter, LinkedIn, following people's posts, attending, subscribing to quite a few different meetup groups, and just seeing what people are posting and those sorts of things, um, and then just following the Power BI blog and those sorts of elements. You know, it's and it's just trying to keep on top. I've got this to be read folder, and oh. I've just got about one thousand five hundred unread items. <laughs> <in it. laughs> So, so I probably put I put probably twenty things in there every week and read one, in oh. reality. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah. but just that sort of general and like you say, until you've got a real need, then you can dip back in and and go and find that thing that you remember sort of seeing once. And that's all I'm trying to do is remember that I've seen something so I can go back and refer to it. Yeah, that's right. That's I can't right. remember yeah. it all. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Is there a way that uh, is there a way that you consolidate? Uh, because Power BI blog is one way of gathering information. LinkedIn is another way of gathering information. How do you actually bring it together? Do you like copy paste links and put it into you know Notepad or something? So I I used to use um, a couple of little apps and stuff that you know I would that would grab stuff, but I never went into them. I just they would just sit there and so all I do these days is I just have a. Uh, I email myself, I copy the link, I email myself with the little, with the prefix RWR for really want to read in the subject field. And then I got a rule in Outlook that just automatically puts RWR into the to be read folder or the really want to read folder. And okay. then I just, when I got, you know, one lunchtime now and again, or sort of first thing in the morning or in the evening, I just dip into that and read a couple of articles and just go, oh yeah, that was good. And you know, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's how, how about you? Have you got some sort of curated software or something that you're doing? Um, nothing actually. So, yeah. uh, I mean, I tried Feedly for a while. Yes, that's the name. That's what that's what I used to use, Feedly. Yeah, I, I tried Feedly for a while and then uh, eventually it becomes too much of a hassle to manage these things. And yeah. so I just quit on that and things like that. Um, but I believe I just keep a simple notepad of, you know, just like copying the link Copy and pasting paste it somewhere. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. and then uh, it so happens that I also clean up that because if the thing is not anymore in use, I'm just going to delete that and not read that at all. So, yeah. <laughs> well, so, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm sort of coming across stuff on, well, looking on my phone. So I'm then just, I just forward the article to my email rather than having a notepad to not you know just copy and paste it to but yeah that's my technique but uh, i'm sure there's way I, better ways of doing it <laughs> i i think that the thing that has helped me the most uh in terms of retaining the knowledge and uh, applying the stuff 
is uh, while I'm at uh, solving problems or building some solution for a client or something and I get a, a, across a difficult problem. So whatever time I allocate, hour, two hours, three hours of work, I would just go to any extent on the web to find any solution that is workable. And that is also the time to do trial and error on that solution. Even that means that I'm actually overshooting the time that I gave it to the client because that is yeah. my building time. So even if I believe that that solution is going to apply to another problem that I had it in the past, so I'm going to start to do that another problem in the middle of the current project. So, <laughs> so, so that's, uh, that's the learning slash you know, uh, consulting time that I actually yeah. spend. That's a quite productive time that I get. Uh, you know, one of one of my best resources is my own channel. Yes, YouTube channel and Twitter, my own Twitter posts and my own LinkedIn posts and stuff. It's just as much for me that I've like I something I've used three times. I forget every single time. It's just like right, I'm doing a video on it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's <laughs> that's a that's a good way. I've actually also gotten back to my channel a couple of times in the past. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I don't know if you saw my interview with Miguel the other day I did where we played in played a new game called just a minute yeah. did you see I this did. game I did okay. and I was thinking I'm gonna lose pretty bad <laughs> I first of all not being a native English speaker and then I use a lot of um uh, uh to yes. kind of fill in the gaps uh, so in, in case there's somebody who's who's listening to this for the first time this is a I've stolen the concept from a British radio show called just a minute where you have a minute to talk about a topic. And if either, so one of us will start chatting about a topic and the topic this week is gonna be called consolidating files from a folder. Okay. okay. So we're gonna have one minute to chat about consolidating files from a folder. You're allowed to use any of those words multiple times, consolidating files folder. You can use the word power query multiple times. But if you repeat yourself and anything else while talking, I buzz in and take over or vice versa. Um, okay. And if you say um or pause for too long, the other person can buzz in. Um, and uh, yeah, and whoever's speaking when the one minute buzzer goes, there's no buzzer. It's just me with my stopwatch here. But when it when it, uh, it gets to a minute, whoever's talking, they're the winner. Well, it should actually be that uh, whosoever talked the most on the topic should be the winner because <laughs> it should I, be. it should. <laughs> I could just pause you at 58th second or something. That's right. And this is <laughs> the unfairness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Let's just go with it. So do you want me to start or are you going to start on the topic of consolidating files from a folder? I'm okay. Either ways. You want to start? Okay. So I've okay. got my stopwatch ready. And so on your marks and speak sort of steadily. Just that's sure. my tip. <laughs> okay, gives yourself a little bit of extra thinking time. And the pauses aren't so obvious then. <laughs> right, on your marks, get set, go. So consolidating files from a folder can be done using the get data option in the dropdown. And let's say you were trying to consolidate files from a folder you click on get data from file and then a drop down opens up in or which buzz. you've said drop down twice. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. So I'm, I'm taking 18 seconds gone so far. I'm taking over. Right. Okay. So consolidating files from a folder is one of my favorite features. Those hours of copy pasting 
opening up different spreadsheets, grabbing the information, copying it, pasting it into... Uh, Set co uh, copy two times. <laughs> I did, I did. Right, stop, I did. I knew I was saying it as I was saying it. <laughs> I couldn't think of another word other than copying. Okay, 38 seconds gone. Over to you. So once that dialog box opens up, in which you can select the path where you want to get the files from, pick up the folder, and then it gives you another box in which you can select your sample file and you can also select the sheet name and then oh, click on okay. One minute, one minute, you won. Wow. And I was about to jump in and say, you said select twice, but I was <laughs> just after the minute. So victory, <laughs> excellent, victory. Ex excellent, excellent. <laughs> Did work. Miguel win? I'm not really sure. Did he win? Uh, no, I beat him. I was, oh, nice. I was talking at the end. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I've forgotten that already. <laughs> yeah, I think I won that one. Um, awesome. Well done, sir. Okay, so crystal ball time. Future developments, what would you like to see? Are there any things that annoy you or things that could improve? What would you like to see added? Um, I actually, uh, I really liked what MK said on your show and I would really want to second that, is that uh, the ability to add a custom function inside of your Power Query is a lot of work as of now. So if there happens to be a way where we can create our own menus or ribbon items on the top, that is going to be an absolutely big win for the creators and for the users as well to just click on a few buttons and then start to use that function. Uh, and obviously, like MK said, it also brings out additional opportunities of selling creative solutions to people around the world who are facing some pretty difficult problems. So that's one for sure. Ability to customize menu items, like the ribbon items on the top. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, that, that one's a big one. And then uh, I believe small, you know, nicks and nacks here and there. Uh, if I could just maybe detach the formula bar completely from the Power Query window, or maybe make it, you know, at least a bigger size like the DAX formula bar, that is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, so have, yeah. Have those... you have you played about with data flows much yet? I have, yes. Because there's, there's, the, there's the, I think it's the script view, which you can then expand it. And, and my question to the Power Query team was, well, can't we just do that with the formula bar as well? I just want to make it that's as tall as I want. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah love that. that's right. D did you also maybe uh, put a vote on the Microsoft forum around that? I think I might have. I'll, if, if, yeah. if, if I think I did. Uh, I'll put some I, links I don't remember. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so no, good ones. Those, those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and anything sort of coming up in the next 12 months? Do you do sort of speaking events or do you get involved in any of the conferences or those sorts of things? I do. I do. Um, so I am actually going to be speaking at a few upcoming events. Uh, they're still in the planning stages, so I can't really, okay. really reveal them. So okay. there are yeah. two, two for sure that I know of um, um, where I'll be, I'll be speaking as a as a speaker and also holding a masterclass. Um, and apart from that, I'll also be hosting one of my own uh, masterclasses on the on the channel, which is where I probably do it about two or three times a year. And then I 
teach people Power Query and DAX and uh, modeling techniques and things like that. So that's for sure. Awesome. Uh, and where, where's the best place for people to sort of get in touch or find you? Uh, I think um, you can just go to my YouTube channel. Um, if you search Goodly uh, on the YouTube channel, it should just come up. Although the name of the channel is Goodly Chandeep. So youtube.com slash Goodly Chandeep is the name of the channel. Uh, but if you even if you searched for my name or the word goodly, it should just come up. Uh, and you can get in touch with me on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Chandeep Chabra, or on Twitter. My handle is uh, Chandeep two seven eight six. Yeah, uh, cool. That's it. I'm definitely, not really on Facebook, put, so I'll definitely put links in as well. Um, sure. And then sort of like bringing sort of things into a close. Um, and before we sort of wrap things up, so I ask guests if they've ever had any brushes with fame or know any famous people or bumped into any anyone famous? I think I'd just maybe say Chandu is the most famous person okay. that I've uh, had a bit of interaction with. And of course, you win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, honoured. And Oz. Well, Oz is more famous than me. So, you know, you yeah. can say Oz if you've met yeah. Oz. <laughs> Oz. And then everybody in the everybody in the Excel slash Power BI community, I've had one or two interactions with these people. And sort of doing some presentations and or training courses. Have you had any sort of disastrous moments? Anything gone horribly wrong? <laughs> uh, so I'd say two of them. All um, right. <laughs> so the first one was when I had organized a Power Pivot webinar on my channel, still in the very nascent stages, uh, I think a couple of years back, back in 2016 or so. And at that time, during that year, I believe, uh, Google changed the system and they said that you can't really use Google Meet anymore to do your webinars and you have to now start to use an OBS or some external application to connect the live stream to the software and therefore it can be published out to the YouTube Live. Okay. I didn't know that. And it had been a while since I did the last webinar and I didn't know this change had happened in between. So what did I do? <laughs> I conveniently logged on. I mean, I did not check. So I conveniently logged on. I announced it and I logged <laughs> on to uh, uh, Google Meet or Google Chat, I believe. Uh, and everything seemed to be new. I, I didn't know where to click. I don't know where to see the oh, comments. Man. I don't. And believe me, I was live at that moment. So okay. people... And um, and I didn't know I was live, so I was saying things like, "Ye chal kyon nahi raha hai? Isme kya ho raha hai? Oh, that actually means in my language that why is this not working? What is happening here?" <laughs> so I I was conversing with myself uh, as as being frustrated as to why is this not working, and I was literally sweating. You know, I was literally sweating. My hands were cold, um, and and at one point in time, after. Uh, making a fool out of myself for five minutes and you know just talking to myself I didn't realize that I was live already there was this one comment that showed up on the live when I just opened another window and it says hey Chandi we can hear you hi what's up I said oh, god people can hear me <laughs> and and then I had to delete all of that and just scrap it so it's not there on YouTube anymore um, because there was no value so I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. so I, I scrapped that so that was one that was really really bad uh, and then the other one was that uh, I was uh, I had this um, uh, Power BI training plan for a financial institution in India, and uh, at that time I was like doing a bit of vacation at my parents' place, and I thought the training is going to be the next day or the next week, I believe. But the training was the very day that I was, you know, doing the vacation in my parents' place. So at <laughs> nine, 
at 9.30 a.m. in the morning, the, the, the HR calls me and says, hey, Chandi, what's up? And I was just sipping tea in the, in, in the balcony and I was just talking to my father and I said, nice, nice, nice morning, Papa, and you know, things like that. And he says, hey, Chandi, where are you? I said, I'm at home. Uh, everything okay? She says, you've got to be in the training. And then I just quickly took a look at my, um, oh, my no. phone and took a look at my thing and then says, oh, shit, man, I just absolutely <laughs> forgot and I just booked the ticket on the wrong day. And uh, oh, so no. that entire training program had to be canceled. And oh. thankfully, nobody was traveling from outside and people were within that location. But if that right. had been the case, people would have to be sent back and called another week for that training program. So that was a complete disaster. And uh, yeah, yeah. so yeah. and after that time, I just made it a thing that uh, if anybody wants to work with me, you would have to book my calendar. You'd have to send me the tickets. <laughs> so I, I am not putting anything in my own calendar. <laughs> You're so, not responsible. <laughs> yeah. You're so, so that was that was really really bad. So these are the two very yeah good bad ones. moments. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> and uh, so one of the and one of the sort of final requirements for sort of coming on the show is that you've got to leave me with your two with two articles or blogs or videos, your most popular one and your favourite one. So what you're going to leave with us? I'll put links in the in the show notes. So just as the way that you said it, uh, the most uh, popular one happens to be the consolidation of the files from a folder. Uh, yeah. That's that's what I did. Um, and so that got a lot of hits and so somehow that became popular. Uh, and the other one that I really like is that I created a template on analyzing recruitment data for HR managers. And if you just Google it up, it'll just actually show up in the first link, which is recruitment dashboard or something like that. Recruitment okay. dashboard template Excel or recruitment dashboard template Power BI is gonna show up. So that actually is a template, which is like a plug and play template. You feed the data, click a refresh, and you're just bam, up and ready with all the analytics. And I had used a lot of good visualization techniques, very, very good, um, I believe, the analytics and uh, ways of presenting HR recruitment data. So that's my favorite one. Uh, so what, what source data does it need to connect to? Excel. Okay, just the data's in Excel in some tables and stuff and you just suck it in and it builds. The... Yeah, yeah. So I, so I tend to give out, uh, let's say, uh, two things. One is the Power BI file, which is the PBIT file, the template file. Right, yeah, yeah. And then I give out an Excel template to feed in your data. So oh, now you have a structure. Now you have a structure yeah, to yeah. collect the data in Excel and then present it out in Power BI. And now once you have that up and running, you can just be as sophisticated as you would want, push that Excel to SharePoint or maybe create some SQL database out of it. But you have some structure in which you now yeah. start to collect the data. So that's Excellent. that's another favorite one of mine. Yeah, well, I'll definitely put the links, you know, make sure you send me the links later and I'll put those in the uh, in the show notes and description and things. Sure. So beautiful. Sure. Sure. And then finally, so I'm going to strand you on a desert island probably less sand than there is in Dubai, but uh, and probably less palm trees. So you might be sort of, you know, you might be well fitted to this. Have you been but, here? Have you been here? Yeah, I have visited for about three okay. or four days in the past. It's pretty crazy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty crazy place. There were police driving around in Ferraris and stuff and Lamborghinis yeah, yeah. and things. And like, <laughs> maybe what is maybe this you place? just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty crazy place. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna strand you on a, on a desert island. Um, and you're allowed to take one thing with you, um, but it must begin with the letter M. So what are you going to take? 
if I could just prefix, prefix is allowed in Power Query. I could just prefix the thing with my, and then I could just take anything. Like oh, my, yeah. <laughs> is that? <laughs> That's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Miguel eventually crumbled and said mustard because he couldn't think of anything else. You got to, your, your level you've got to do better than is mustard. Okay. It's hard actually. Um, There's not that many things with M. Music maybe. Oh, some, yeah. I can see a little guitar over your shoulder. Do you play? Uh, sometimes. Is that a guitar? Sometimes. Is it a guitar? That's right. That's a guitar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So you yeah. just play away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll give you music. That's all good. <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much. Love the chat. Really enjoyed it. Absolutely. And um, thank you very much for coming on the show. Keep sharing the magic about Power Query. You know, the absolutely. more of us doing that, the better. Absolutely. Pleasure, Wayne. It's uh, absolutely great to be here, and uh, especially when I know that the people whom I've learned it from, uh, Ken Pulse, MK, Chris Webb, uh, they've actually sat across you and had this conversation. It's absolutely a pleasure to kind of be here at the same place and having a word with you. So ah. thank you so much. It's a big honor. Pleasure's all mine, sir. And uh, enjoy the rest of your week. And yeah, hopefully we'll bump into each other one day along the way. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah, catch you later. Thanks. Cheers, bye.